It was the kind of street to which all the ragged derelicts of the town eventually descended. Few people therefore paid much attention to the gaunt, wild-eyed Indian who barged between them. And Acharya Dangi, sunken-cheeked with exhaustion, was in turn too preoccupied to notice. There was something about this street, a strange familiarity. The one o'clock hooter sounded from the docks, and a verse from the Shruti sprang to his mind. Thus you will know Nigambodgat, the black waters lick at its steps, black with the blood of the sons of Pandu, of Subhadra, and the sons of Draupadi, and the great conch Pandra smites the heavens. Strangers seemed to clog the pavement in front of him, and the tired leather suitcase became more frequently ensnared between them. But even as he wrenched it free, their protests went unheeded. So intent was he on making headway that the Douglas Calder, set back as it was from the shop fronts, took him by surprise. Dangi stopped. At first he thought it was not the place, just another old Victorian hospital in black stone, the forecourt cluttered with recent extensions, to the right the X-ray departments, to the left the outpatients. And yet on closer inspection he realized that this hospital had its past lives like any man. The original building had been quite symmetrical, four stories with a tower at each corner. Still clutching his suitcase, Dangi broke into an awkward run along the front of the hospital. He could not remember the last time he had eaten, and this burst of extra effort seemed to drain the strength from his legs. His feet fell heavily on the cobbles as he turned down causeway.